last week, we talked about the heart of a leader, and the two distinct leader types. While leaders should serve their people, you must get your hands dirty if you wish to grow your team. And if you know your Lord of the Rings, you know that the hands of a king is the hands of a healer. Well, the hands of a leader is also to build up their teams. It is teams that create success for a company, a church, or any organization. This goes for federally appointed people, you know. Congress? Yeah. <laughs> like they would really work as a team anytime soon. But using the U.S. Congress as an example here, senators and representatives believe that the individual accomplishes great things. The reality is, as the America First Caucus showed, it is teams and teamwork that can accomplish extraordinary actions and success. This is what makes God and Jesus such great leaders. If you read the Old Testament, God used a team of prophets to create change on earth. In the New Testament, Jesus organized a team that would not only grow with him, but build the ministry further after his death. Now, he was there all night in prayer before God, next day he summoned his disciples. From them he selected twelve he designated as apostles. For leaders who can choose team members, the first part is for you. For those in a company, we're not forgetting you because your employer chooses your team. For those folks, we have a plan of action for you later in the message. First, let's focus on those with a choice. If you look how Jesus started his ministry proper, he surrounded himself with people who he saw as potential leaders. Jesus was not afraid of having people in different roles and positions. While the passage earlier talked about the twelve apostles in Luke chapter 6, Jesus did not stop there in building his team for his ministry. He added talented followers as well. Luke in chapter 5 talked about Jesus picking a tax collector. Tax men, just like the IRS, were, rep were really resented by the public an evil with a purpose to the Roman Empire. Unlike the IRS, taxmen in Jesus' time became wealthy by collecting the tax and adding a fee to the taxes they collected. There's a little more to this, but we only need to know that a person good with financial talent was recruited into Jesus' ministry. This goes for Luke the writer. Luke, while never mentioned in his writings of the Gospel, or most of the Gospels, is a disciple and traveling companion to Paul. Luke is important as both an historian and a doctor. He can give a critical eye to the history of Jesus, opposite to Matthew and Mark, which focuses on Jesus' divinity. And we see this in the first four verses of chapter 1. So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of scripture and history that took place among us, using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this word with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail, starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all out for you. Most Honorable Theophilippus, uh, sorry, I'm not going to try to change that name. So you can throw, you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you were taught. When talking about leadership and teamwork, why is Luke important in this discussion? While Luke's account is second-hand, he rigorously searched for eyewitnesses to the events of Jesus. Luke, as a true team member, 
because Luke stayed with Paul to the end of Paul's life. While Luke has the talent as both a doctor and historian, for him, being a team member was more important in order to ensure accuracy in his writing and ensure the message of Jesus is spread further in the Roman Empire. What does Luke's life and writing have to do with leadership and teamwork? Paul, like Jesus, felt teamwork was primary in the group over talent. Jesus gathered fishermen and shepherds, people who worked together in the course of their occupation. This teamwork over talent ideology is really described in Acts. They, being the leaders in Jerusalem, couldn't take their eyes off of them, Peter and John, standing there so confident, so sure of themselves. Their fascination deepened when they realized these two were laymen, with no training in scripture or formal education. The teamwork of Peter and John were able to defend themselves against the religious and secular leaders of Jerusalem without formal training. This is great when you are a leader in a church or other nonprofit organization. But what about those in for-profit companies where you cannot choose who is on your team and talent is at a premium? For all leaders, remember that Jesus invested in and empowered his team. Building your team up to be better than they are now is important. For those where the team is predetermined, it reflects well on you by having invested your time to mentor, get the training, and complete your team members' personal career goals. Empowering those team members allow for a more robust employee. It also gives them leadership and management experience throughout this empowerment. A plus, you know, a plus is to reduce your workload in dealing with routine issues that a properly trained and empowered employee can handle. As I wrap up here, there is a saying going around the states. A good worker re worker's reward is more work. Well, unfortunately, the majority of companies wholeheartedly believe this. As a leader, change this attitude. Make your statement, a good worker is rewarded with promotion. If you focus on this and fight to ensure this statement is met in your company, the talent and teamwork built is never lost in your business or corporate environment. This goes for those in management roles who have to answer to a higher management team. Declare your promotion statement and show these C-suite people what a great leader can do for the company and themselves. While this will not be an accepted declaration immediately, by maintaining a standard of leadership as Jesus did, you and your team can accomplish more. Until next time.